I'm from New York, let me fix my brim You're now rocking with the podcast, White Tees and Tims Yo, today that we recording on the day that uh, DMX has passed away um, You know, and um, just want to give a quick moment of silence It's your boy Duke MAG And I'm here with your favorite uncle, Uncle Cap What's good, bro? What's up, man? We here, man How's everything going, man? <clears throat> Another day in paradise, bro can't complain at all. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, uh, besides the passing of DMX, man, which I think has affected everybody in hip hop, you know, uh, we had an interesting week, man. We started it off with my birthday, and um, you know, I'm turning, I turned 33 years old on Monday. Uh, you know, so I feel pretty good about that. But um, spin ups and downs. I'll tell you, everything is always up and downs with us. You know what I mean? So it's always a time that things seem always great, but then something bad always happens back on the back end. For sure. So, uh, how you been though? How's your week been? Um, my, <laughs> I've been battling a lot. You know, you know what's going on, but um, yeah. just getting through it, man. Just taking it day by day, and not really trying to uh stress about it, cause you know stress only makes things worse when you when you dwell on things or you you sit on your hands on things and stuff like that. It just it makes things worse. So, um, you know, I'm not in a low time of my life or anything like that, yeah. but it's it's definitely. Excuse me. It's definitely like a questionable time, like questioning, like, all right, what do I really want to do? You know, mm-hmm. what path do I want to go? Facts. Um, just battling those self, um, those self realizations, mm-hmm. I should say. You know, just battling things with self, and you know, those personal things that you deal with, like, you know, that might not show in the outside world all the time. Facts. You know I mean? But at the same time, it's like you you deal with it, you know, in the outside world. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just a balance, and it's a balance that you know not everybody masters. I don't think anybody masters that shit just yet. Nah, so you get yeah, older, bro. you don't really care about a lot, <laughs> or you have less to care about because you live a life, um, you know that's you know that's plentiful and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, it's like you know with uh certain things, there's always a there's always a minor setback for a major comeback. You know what I mean? So everybody that's ever been having a situation in life, they always have that down moment. But there's always a point that is going to bring you to make you stronger to show show you that you can't be broken and you can overcome anything. You know what I'm saying? And you know whatever, you know the situation you're dealing with, bro, you know he's got your back. We good, bro. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? So uh, let's try to lighten up the mood a little bit, you know. uh, Hip-hop. Hip-hop. This the topic. This is gonna be what we're gonna talk about on the show. Peace to Earl Simmons. And the crazy thing is, bro, that we was even discussing this before he has passed away and before he was even in the hospital. At this point, we wanted to do with the six episodes. Yes, six episodes in, and um, we talked about we wanted to talk about our love for hip hop, northern, southern hip hop in general, northern, southern, and hip hop in general. No, you said northern and southern. That's bro, completely wrong. Bro, you always trying to you know mess with the the New York slang. Talking about we talk like we got cotton in our mouth. Bro, you anyways. Listen, go bro. Ahead, so also Western <laughs> is that is that something Western? Wrong? Yeah. All right. So West West Coast hip hop, South, North, East. You know everything on hip hop because we love all different types of hip hop. We grew up on different types of hip hop for sure. And we want to talk a little bit about the history and also when did we fall in love with the culture and yeah. the music. Yeah, and because there's a difference, bro. There's mm-hmm. a difference between hip hop is the culture, culture. rap is the music, the music of the culture. culture. Yeah, that's a f- that's fact. Um, and what what would you call like, what would you call like the Migos music? What would you call that? Would you would you would that be a category of mum rap? Because I know at one point in time they took people pride was in, that. in the beginning people was saying that that was mumble rap. Yeah, the they beginning. took pride in. It. They was like, all right, we started this shit then. Like it's the like, whole him and the, is him it and is it high. mumble? Was it repetitive? Like it's it's. People, it's say it's hard. Any, any, I feel like any form of music is hard if you haven't, you know, you haven't mastered it, so to speak. But like, um, mumble rap is like, <laughs> it's like you just you talking real fast, so it's probably hard to do if you can't talk. Yeah, but fast. to me, it's repetitive rap too, because it's like Versace, 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 Versace. Yeah, Versace, Versace, Versace. It's, like, it's, it's catchy. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's meant to stay in your brain. Like yeah. my bit bad and bougie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's repetitive, but it's like I grew up on different hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up on 
where the hook was just a hook, but the song, the lyrics is really what stood out to everybody. For or sure. we might have like a sample, like it takes two to make a yeah. It takes two to make, you know what I mean? That was already somebody else's song, but then when you get somebody on the rap and then you start spitting on it, it's different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I grew up on that type of hip hop, that type of rap, you know, like mm. uh, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. I, and coming from Brooklyn, he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. I know people that actually knew who Big Daddy Kane was. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. family members know him, seeing him around. Yeah. Uh, my foster family actually knows a big hip hop legend named Master Ace. Okay. And like they went to high school with him. We seen mm. I seen him at a family reunion when mm. I went with them one time. So it's like hip hop in New York, where it was really from, where it started from, is really like you're just running to artists all the time. Or yeah. one time I was on a bus and the bus driver was like, Yeah, you know, I know Buster Rhymes. I'm like, You don't know Buster Rhymes. He said, Yeah, he lived right around the corner from over here in Flatbush. That's crazy. And one of my time my uncles actually ran the Buster Rhymes at the movie theater, I think it was or Cornerstone, they was about to fight. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's but like, and that's early busting around, and that and that just highlights the the big difference, like the big difference between us, um, like growing up culturally with hip hop. So like me being me being down here, and you being more closer to the actual origin, mm-hmm. like legit, like you a couple boroughs away from where a couple what boroughs, bubbles, burritos, burrows, burrows, a couple barrels, bur- barrels. Oh God. <laughs> I didn't. Do, I didn't even do it on purpose yeah, that time. Sorry, bro. Sorry. But, um, We're not editing that. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but um, a couple of boroughs away from where you know DJ Cool Hurt had his first um, you know, had his first party, had his first, first, first party. party yeah. You know what I mean, you dig what I'm saying? And you know what they used to do? Like you know, like all right, I, the like the light poles mm. in New York, they're like big metal poles, but you can. Open it up a certain way mm. and plug your stuff into it, like yeah. plug, like it's using like an extension cord, uh, and that's how they used to plug it in to get the power and be able to get the mega power to be able to yeah. have the whole building just having a party from that. Yeah, being outside. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or you, some people would do like an extension cord from their house, plug it out the window, plug it into another extension cord, yeah. plug it into another extension cord, and they keep doing that until you get like power and stuff. So that's crazy. And see, and then like. You know, I think the South in general with music was slower. You know mm, what I mean? We, yeah. The trends, the, um, you know, the trends, the popularity of even hip-hop at one point in time, probably, all right, if DJ Cool Herc had that concert in 1970, right, hip-hop was popping all late 70s, early 80s. You dig what I'm saying? When did it touch down here? You feel yeah, me? I was going to say, because there was no social media, so how was you able to... But, the, you, but, the, you, but to get it to translate, but we get into the um, and it wasn't even radio stations like playing hip hop. No, it wasn't. No, they was playing still R and B and stuff like yeah. that, soul and soul music and stuff like that. But you know, specifically talking from my era, so I was born in ninety nine. I feel like I give my age every podcast. I do too, and I always tell them I'm married and yeah, yeah, <laughs> we kids. We, we say, <laughs> if y'all don't know anything about us, you yeah. know that he's married and I'm 23 years old. <laughs> I've been with my wife for 14 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Same shit, different toilet. <laughs> but um, but um, nah. So like, just me. So me being in the age where I started to hear music, let's say about five, six, seven. You dig what I'm saying? Started understanding because you know, you know, in those younger years, you hear, it, you move to it because naturally we're humans, yeah. we move with music, but you don't really start to pick up on it. And you don't start to really remember songs and stuff. So I, when I started, like we was just playing the freeway song with uh with PD Crack with PD Crack yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I told y'all I remember being in the back seat with that. You know what I mean? So hip hop was already on the radio station when I was a kid. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So well, it was it was getting there with me too. It was yeah. getting there with me too. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like um, so when we talk about like first block party seventies going to the early eighties. We I don't think hip hop really touched down here until the early nineties. To, to be honest with you, yeah, and I think one of I the early my, artists might have been like Uncle Luke. Yeah, and it was more dance music, type the dance thing. music and stuff. Yeah. It was more of a like. Then we go to Houston. We go to Houston, yeah. Texas, and all the areas because I know we my rap dad. A lot. Yeah, because I know my dad. Um, yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. He got uh. What's your boy's name? Scarface, Scarface, and all them in late eighties yeah. and stuff like that. Ghetto Boys. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like. You know, it probably spread is quicker than I'm probably thinking about it because when you really start to settle down, when you start thinking about it, it's like, whoa, whoa, these dudes are out in the '80s too. You yeah, because if you even think about the West Coast, they had NWA, they had uh, they had Too Short, they had mm. E40. All those guys is like maybe early '90s ish, mm. 
So hip hop been around for so long. MC Hammer. For sure. I told you it was one of my favorite rappers. He's maybe late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And I told you, funny story about MC Hammer was literally my favorite rapper. I watched the cartoon. I had the MC Hammer toy. Yeah. My family in Spanish Harlem, they even thought that my name was Hammer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they, I mean, they didn't know. They knew my real name, but they would call me Hammer every time because I would do the Hammer dance. Like, put your hands on your hip and then. You were probably stupid. Bro, I was, a, listen, I was in the 80s. I lived in a good time. Nah. You know what I mean? Y'all was doing the chicken head over there and all of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Soldier boy and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we had a good time, bro. Like, during the era. And then we also had Kid in Play. Mm. So I think when I was born, maybe the hip hop crossed over a little bit into commercials. We have Sprite, Seven Up. We would have, um, the the movies with uh kid and play house party big mm. time legendary movies even mm. TV shows Martin yeah all of that is ingrained in hip hop culture facts you know what I'm saying so facts. what about you facts to more like just the when you was growing up how was like was what was stuck out for you with hip hop oh shit big white tees and air force air forces what Nelly gold chains Bami that Bami yeah. oh, that, that that era is when I was a kid that era was very very big you feel me talking about like the uh, teams on the jerseys and stuff like that. With, oh yeah, or the, all the teams on one hat. So hold on, the, we got jerseys around backwards too. No, nah, they ain't do that. We definitely like you would see kid on the front number five and then on the back. It yeah, would say but Nets. you gotta remember, I was a kid. I didn't. These but are see, it started trades. with it started it started with Criss Cross. Yeah, wearing their clothes backwards. Big Criss Cross fan, me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And then it translated years later. His styles come back when Nelly and them did it. Yeah. They would wear their jerseys around backwards too. Yeah. Baggy clothes. They just them with their pants backwards. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's kind of stupid. Bro, it was kids. Yeah, but yeah. And Jermaine Dupri found them in the mall in Atlanta and, and saw their style and liked it and was like, you know what? I heard they were bad as hell, too. Who? Kiss Cross? Kiss Cross? No, it might have been. I don't know. It might have been. But even, look, kid group. even talking about hip hop, right? Everybody loved R&B music, but hip hop was so trendy that they even came up with a new Jack Swing style, mm-hmm. which was like incorporating hip-hop type of up-tempo beats with yeah. R&B melodies and stuff like that. Even uh, Poison by Bell Biv DeVoe. Facts. That's one like, that has a hip-hop tone to it. It does. Uh, Heavy D very much had soulful music, but yeah. he was rapping on the rapping songs. The songs yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we always had that cross between the two where you felt like you had that kind of habit to where now almost every R&B singer raps. Yeah, and every rapper sings. Yeah, that's true. Too. Facts. Who started that trend? Rats, yeah, nah, facts. I know Wayne did it heavy. Who started, what rapper started singing on the track first, y'all? Ja Rule? What would I be without my baby? The throat alone might break, man. Was that singing? Yeah. And that, it's crazy, because 50 Cent clowned him for that. And he, 50 Cent made some shit. Is that 50 Cent? <laughs> Girl, no, that was Nate Dogg singing, but still... Would you be mad if I flipped burgers at Burger King? And he yeah, started singing a little yeah, bit to it. Yeah, he, yeah. Friend, he took his whole style. Damn. Killed him and then took his whole style after that. And then Drake really kind of spawned Drake it took, off and just blew Drake, it up. Drake created a whole nest of shit. Yeah, but he also sings in raps. Yeah. So is he just like Jaru's son? No, I'm trying to... It's somebody that that does equally both. I think it's Drake. X, X used to sing. DMX? Not sing, but like... I would view singing as like holding the tone, like holding a note type of shit. Uh, what's um, doing that on? Uh, how's it going down? Or going what down, was the song I was just singing? What was the song I was just singing? Oh yeah, I can see that. It was all. Um, it's not really holding a note, but I see yeah. like it's a little melodic. It's to melodic. It. Yeah, um, yeah. um, what song was I just singing? I bro? forgot, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Off camera stuff. <laughs> But um yeah like take, hold on take my breath uh take my breath if I gotta go I'm gonna go anyway so was he singing on that was something else on any day that nigga was singing on that shit oh I gotta I gotta listen that's it yeah, yeah but definitely you know what I mean so like music even with Diddy Diddy brought yeah. a lot of the soulful samples in yeah he did he said we the king of the remixes you know what I mean so yeah. they took songs what he said uh. Take songs from the 80s. Now that sounds so crazy. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, facts. they flipped it. They flipped a lot of the popular songs and remixed it. He's yeah. the king of the remixes. Yeah, but niggas was sampling already. Well, hip-hop is sampling. We talking about, yeah, we talking about. What they about, do is, that's how they used to, the deep, one of the forms of hip-hop is DJing. Yeah. And they would take a certain part of the song, they would, you know what I mean? to keep remixing it and stuff like that, scratching it. Yeah. And that's how it would be certain parts of the song. Yeah, play facts. that and party part. Facts. So I remember watching... Uh, Q-Tip and them 
talk about those days in like New York and stuff like Another that. Another one that kind of song. Yeah. Q-tip facts. Apple bomb. We, you got yeah, it going on. Yeah, yeah facts. Um, Q-tip and then was talking about how Nas and and uh, Clue and all these people at the time were would come to this to this uh radio. I mean this record spot in New York. Don't don't ask me where, but. <laughs> Um, and they will all be searching for like the most exclusive shit. Like they always trying to like up one up the nigga. Yeah. They in there arguing about records. See, and stuff when I like was that. younger, when um we would literally cut school. Yeah. And we would literally go downtown to uh downtown Brooklyn. There was a place called Beach Street. Uh-huh. A lot of my Brooklyn folks gonna know about this. It's across street from Albee Square Mall, famous mall that's not there anymore. Yeah. But we would go down to B Street, and there's like up top was like a clothing spot, mm-hmm. like you know some cheap clothes. And then you go downstairs into the basement, yeah. And that's what the time where we would get smack DVDs, and mm-hmm. we would go get our CDs and stuff like that from B Street, and you would be hyped because he got like every mixtape is in there, every DVD about hip hop, everything is inside of B Street. So it was like more so for the culture type of thing. Yeah. And then we would go like you know then you but back in the '80s, I'll be square more that area. Mm-hmm. Easy to get robbed. The original Fifty Cent was robbing people over there. <laughs> the real one, not the rapper, you know. Uh-huh. But like, it's just hip hop, kind of like uh raised me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like everything, like sometimes you want answers from your parents or from uncles or aunts or whoever, and you know you're not supposed to talk to them. But sometimes when you listen to the song, it speaks for you. It yeah. also dictated your mood. Mm-hmm. Like when you listen to a certain song, it'll get you amped up. For and sure. it'll get you excited. They say that they say that songs like like uh determine your driving. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how you drive. And I and I'm honest, I can vouch for that because if I'm playing some smooth shit, mm-hmm. I'm laid back, one hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> but if I'm playing some twenty one savage or something, I'm I'm bouncing, I'm up yeah. front, I'm moving. And that's around. the thing, bro. Like a lot of athletes they play certain songs to amp them up. So for you sure. wanna hear DMX, let's sure. say. You know, you want to hear Annie up or you want to hear something that's going to pump you up to make you want to go out there and be excited to go play. Or you might even just be on some chill, laid back joint and you might yeah. just be like, yo, let me put some outcast on. Yeah. You know, so you know, you know who made hip hop cool <laughs> to you? No, nah, like, like cool. When that nigga Barack started releasing playlists and stuff. See, like that's that. why I said to you, bro, because first of all, hip hop been cool. I know. No, no, not make it I'm cool. Made it cool. That's no, like that's like when they cool. said that uh, I'm saying Kamala cool. Harris made Tim's cool when she wore it. No, I'm saying make it cool for other people, bro. Like bro. other people outside of us, bro. No. You know who made hip hop cool? <coughs> you got to say people like Diddy. Because Diddy was able to cross over when he was doing the rock and roll remixes and had white people banging their head to that. Or when Jay-Z sampled Annie, and it's hard knock life for... So That's what I made hip-hop cool. Not, not no not, damn Barack. No, bro. You, you're taking it wrong. I understand what you're saying, but no. Bro, hip- take that back, man. I'm just playing. No, bro. I'm not going... I can't let you slide like that, bro. All right, cool. Almost took your Barack hip-hop Barack is that nigga, though. Barack was cool. He was a smooth brother, but... He's a smooth brother. Yeah, and he, he listened to Jay. Brother. Him and Ho was cool, actually. Yeah, like Ho said Ho said he was put him in the White House. Yeah. Yeah. He said he told Barack, come chill with me and um the chill with me on the beach. Yeah. You don't need this anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh but yeah, bro, it's like hip hop really like raised me. The house parties, uh things like that. Like I said, even Martin, that's yeah. all hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh seeing uh Biggie coming on Martin's show. So when Will so, Smith being a rapper originally. Let's Queen break Latifah. this down. Let's break this down then. So when so you got hip hop and you have rap music, right? Yes. Hip hop is obviously the umbrella to yes. a lot of things. Um, not just the the the, the musical rapping part of it. Yeah. Be, you know, uh, producing, writing songs. All but that it's, it's original umbrella. elements is b boying. Mm-hmm. It's the artist rapping. Mm-hmm. There's spray painting graffiti. Yeah. And then there's the also the DJing. So, yeah. So that's the original four things under the umbrella of hip hop. All right. Then you got rap, right? That's the music. So, yeah. all right. So, all these artists that we talked about, where, because you got hip hop artists, right, mm-hmm. and you have rap artists. So, who is rap and who is hip hop? Okay. So, give me give me an example of both. Of what I feel, of, yeah, of, both like, would be uh, two artists. You digging what I'm saying? Older, older old school young. or older, or older young. young? Okay. So, you like have, you have to go down the spectrum. Like okay, so Rakim, that's he would be a hip hop artist. Hip hop. OG. Yes. Uh I would say maybe MC Hammer's rap. MC Hammer's rap why? Because it was a little bit more commercialized. See, there's people like 
uh, Grandmaster Cass, I think it is, from the uh, Furious Five or something like that. I may be getting his name wrong. I apologize. But mm-hmm. they were sending a message. Hip-hop is more about the message mm-hmm. of what's going on in the inner city. For sure. So you'll have somebody that's like, uh, like I said, a Rakim, a Nas, a Jay-Z. They're, they're reporters of what's going on in their community. Yeah. And they're telling you about what they see. But then there's people like maybe the Migos, which would be rap. More so of just, they're not telling a story. They're not telling you what's going on. Yeah, they're man. not reporters, but they're making music. It's a difference. Yeah. Then like, uh, even like uh, a Common. Mm-hmm. Common is hip hop. I used to love her. Mm-hmm. That's more, even Nice Cube. Those they're, they're telling you what's going on in these cities where you can listen and feel like you're already there. Mm-hmm. You've been there before. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Then you might get somebody, you know, disrespect. Recently, he just died. One of the fat boys. But the fat yeah. boys, they're more elements, like, again, of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But they're really rapping to you. They're not telling you anything. Like, even uh, the Hibbit, the Hibbit, up, jump the boogie to the yeah. bang. That's rap. That's not hip-hop. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't saying nothing really on that. Yeah. So, that's why I, I separate the two. What do you think? So, you separate, you sep- <clears throat> excuse me, you separate the two lyrically. About yes. what you say, yes, pretty much. Um, I I separate it as in, like I feel like a hip hop artist can be a rap artist too. So a prime example would be somebody like Kendrick Lamar. You feel me? Kendrick Lamar can he has those songs where he can. He's he like you said he's talking about what's going on. You feel me? What's going on in the world? What's going on in the city? What's going on in his community? That type of thing. You feel me? But he also has those. Those those turn up songs, you know what I mean? Yeah, like like the humble song compared to fear. You feel me on his damn album? You feel me humble, bitch? Sit down, be humble. Like it's yeah. it's meant to be kind of like you know upbeat, and you know he's not he's not really talking about like he's more rapping. But if you go to somewhere like fear, where he's actually telling the story, you feel me about how his upbringing was and how it relates to his real life and how to high affected him in the world mm-hmm. that's some deep shit right that's yeah. hip-hop so i separate hip-hop and rap of course about what you say but you know like your message because i feel like you can be both you feel me like yeah, like some like, people can yeah like the migos for example all right let's use little baby right little baby you know him for being Whatever you be talking about, because I would listen to little baby like that. No disrespect, but <laughs> that's crazy. Because you're then, young too. That's then, your demographic. And then you have him drop a song, him talking about uh, black Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. You feel me? He's yeah. actually talking about like you know, like the struggles of being black and stuff like that. So you can cross over. There is a. I don't think it's distinct too. I feel like it's about what you want to say. Of course, it comes down to lyrics, but one person can be both. Nah, I feel you on that, bro. That's why I said it's. Remember, rap is still under hip hop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not like rap is under rock and roll or yeah. something like that. And that's why I feel like you know there is a there could be a separation of the two. Mm. But at the same time, I think that I think to me, hip hop means more because you're doing something like I said, reporting for the culture, than just rapping. You're just rapping like anybody. I mean, a lot of people just rhyming words, rhyming rhythm and poetry. Yeah, rap. Rap, yeah. Rhythm and poetry, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So hip hop is more of like I said, you're 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 a news reporter for the hood. You're you're letting people know in other areas of what's going on and stuff like that. For sure. Uh so when did what made you fall in love with hip hop though? Or rap? I fell in love with rap. Hmm. So my dad introduced oh, sorry, me to... sorry, real quick. The person I mentioned, I said Grandmaster Cast, is actually was Melly Mel. That's what I was looking up just now. But. Okay. Um, me being introduced to rap music. So I got two sides. Right? I grew up with my grandmother. Grew up with my, well, my grandmother's house with my mom, my, you know, my uncles and stuff like that. So obviously my uncles was my influence and they listened to rap yeah. music. But my dad being from... You know that he watched rap. I mean, hip hop grow. Like he was born in the seventies. Yeah. So his his whole life his whole life is rap and hip hop music. Yeah. Um, people that he listened to, his favorite artist was Tupac. Not to be cliche, but it was his favorite artist. Um, oh, for that top His yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had a cousin that loves Tupac. Um, second one is um, 
It's somebody from New York. Who is it? It's a lot of artists. Yeah, it's somebody. But the last one was uh, UGK. Pimp okay. C and um, Bun B. So my dad went to school down there, and around that yeah, time when okay. they was like just popping and getting out. So he was Matter in fact, the they wasn't even they wasn't even UGK yet. They were still themselves. They wasn't like a group, yeah, they were like, just they trying were, to coming up. Okay. Yeah, they was just dropping like literally like dropping like cassette tapes and shit like that, passing out in the street. My dad said he seen them and shit like that. Okay, you know what I mean. So, um, his favorite artist. So naturally, you know, Tupac, you know, UGK. I didn't really grab on Tupac like that. I, I grab on the big, not to compare them or not to put them. Yeah, in this. I know, it's, I know it happens a lot. Yeah, but you know, Big. I like what Big was saying more. Like Biggie would be my favorite artist from mm. New York, like all time. You dig what I'm saying? I know it's a tough. Respectable. I know it's a tough. Like you know what I mean? Not but, tough for me. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So. Like so, our uh, hearing hearing songs by Big, like um, not even the commercial songs, but I'm about to say because um, Big songs like somebody got it, like you not to, you're not somebody till you get killed. That's you're, you're nobody. Yeah, till somebody kills you type yeah. thing. Suicidal thoughts, like those yeah. are deep songs to me. Then you got songs like um, um, fuck the world, don't ask me for shit. Anything you get, you gotta work. And the hard thing is, see, I'm I'm actually I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. So it's seeing, hearing what he's talking about. Was realism to us. Yeah. Like we can re- literally walk to St. James Place where he's from yeah. and go see the building where Big lived at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like so, for me, even when, sh- when he shot the video, Juicy and they was doing the pull ups over there by the the C the C and the A train on Clinton Washington. I've mm-hmm. been there many times. Yeah. So to feel like what Biggie was talking about was like, whoa, yeah, this is so much realism in there. Yeah, but go ahead, continue your story. But um, so. And even so, like on a rap level, because I view Big as a hip hop. He's hip hop, but he rap too. Both. Okay. So, Gucci Man, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but oh, Gucci Man, man. was we like have debates about this. Was my is still my dog. You dig from like from the time I whatever time I start listening to music, because I don't know. I, he was probably making music before I was live, but or he was probably yeah, doing we things. Wouldn't know that. Not being funny, like yeah, we like really 97, know 96, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? He probably might just been starting to come up. Anyways, yeah. So. You know, like Gucci Man, OJ the Juice Man. Um, so what's that like the early two thousands era? Yeah, you feel me? Um, Ludacris. Uh, Ludacris is my guy. Um, He's underrated. So then, Three Six Mafia was really big in Carolinas. Okay, Three Six Mafia, Juicy J. Um, you know all those people. Uh, yeah. A ball, MJG. Okay. Um, Project Pat. I listen to Project Pat. All yeah, the you time. always bring up Project, Project Pat. Pat when talking. So you got so Project Pat, Three Six Mafia, OJ the Juicy Man, Gucci Man, right? Was all like in my childhood, like ear. <laughs> like you dig what I'm saying? That was what was around me. That's when niggas was listening to. So that's what I grav- grav- gravitated to. But when I went to my dad, you feel me? It was more on the old hip hop, like. We talking nineties and early nineties, like mid nineties. He got me listening to the first time I heard the uh, the Ghetto Boys. You know what yeah. I mean? My mom's playing my mom tricks playing on tricks on me. me. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Like, and that's a really big, that's big, a, that's, big a, that's a legendary song, big song in hip hop. You know what I mean? So, no, oh yeah, Scarface was his second one. Okay, Scarface was his second one. He got all Scarface shit. Like, oh wow, yeah, you feel me? Like now, so, Scarface is definitely a legend, man. Yeah. Like, definitely a legend. Yeah. And like you know, even um later on in his career, mm-hmm. I, I I really started liking some of his songs. Like uh, mm-hmm. on my block, everything is everything for Sheezy. Mm-hmm. On my, my block, block, we yeah. probably had a door, homie. But like even the video mm-hmm. where it's just like it looks like it's one long block, mm-hmm. but it's showing how history of everything, even hip hop, mm-hmm. how it history went through of what happened on that block. Yeah, and even songs like he had with Trey songs, you mm-hmm. ain't even my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That like I really love Scarface. I know he got. Real deep methodical songs, but mm. these are these even these hits meant something to me. But you know what I'm saying so that's my childhood. When I go into like my adolescence, like we talking like middle school, you know what I mean? Soldier Boy, no Wayne. Okay, so yeah, Wayne had a long run though. You gotta understand, Wayne was hot from right. '99 to until yeah, '99. Like uh, the the cash money was hot, but he really wasn't. We wasn't caring about Wayne like that. Like wobble right. wobble. We go that, into no. all right, juvenile maybe. We go into two thousand. All right, so all right, I got a question. Nine 
Bro, was you pre Fireman Wayne a fan or was you post like before after Fireman? This is this so Fire like anybody that's like my age can speak. Fireman was the start of Wayne. Yes, I agree. Fireman and Go DJ. Yeah, and Go. Yeah, that was the start of Wayne for us. Yeah. So then we go into all his trippy shit, a whole middle school lollipop, all this other shit. Yeah. Like, I, I listen, Little Wayne, T Pain. Right. Okay. T Pain, Drake. So that's um, my later years. I was um, already a father, like when Drake got fired. People like Kid Cudi. Okay. Dan, that's what he mean. Um, Dan, nine. Yeah, it's like we yeah. we talking 08 vibes right now, bro. But see, that's the thing, right? That's look how the con- the contrast of where we're from. During that era, it might have been like Jim Jones for us up top. Yeah. Definitely was fabulous since like early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jada Kiss. We had uh, Styles P. Yeah. Those are the people that was D-Block. D-Block moving was crazy. Yeah. When I was in high school, everybody was on D-Block, Dipset, and G-Unit. Yeah. Like, people would literally have their own clicks. And then I went to high school in Grady, so we called ourselves the G-Unit. So, like, on the radio in the morning, we were talking about our sports and stuff like that and giving our morning announcements in high school. They'd be like, G-Unit Radio. It's like the lamest thing ever, bro. Bro, you're being disrespectful to the culture. Watch it. Watch your mouth, bro. And then, like, we would literally write D-Block on our wall in, like, the men's locker room. Yeah. Oh, 50. 50, like, growing up. So, okay, we talking about bulletproof 50, though. We talking about that that fifty. See the thing is for fifty mixtapes was fifty had mixtape run crazy up top. Yeah. Crazy. Like he would take everybody's songs, remake it, and then just body it. Mm-hmm. But what about Hove? So Jay Z, I don't I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, Jay Z didn't Jay Z didn't hit until like Annie and stuff was on the radio. You did. But for me, I had to it was one of those things where Jay Z is hands down, we always knew about Jay Z and Oz, DMX, mm-hmm. Big E Pop, right? Yeah. We know about these That's big almost, names. Everybody's basically like top five always. Bro, like that cliche. We, everybody knows that, yeah. right? So obviously I know Jay, know all his work, you feel me? Mm-hmm. But I never tuned in, tuned in because it took from my homie E. Shout out to my homie E, right? He put me on the J for real. Like in high school, he's a he's the bump, reasonable doubt. Okay. Um, what's the other one? Um, when he's sitting Blueprint? on the desk, Blueprint. He's a bump that shit every day, right? Uh huh. And it forced me to be like, yo, like, why are you listening to Jay Z every day? He was like, bro, he's like one of the best like artists. You feel me? He put me on Big L. Oh, facts. Because homie, e, homie E is like a lyricist type of dude. You feel yeah. me? He, he listens for the lyrics, like what you say. Facts. So Big L is like, bro, he's, he's the king of like. Ebonics, they, bro, they said like, not, Cameron said, uh, all I knew was, all I knew, he said, all I knew, he said, I knew Big, I really knew Big L. All I knew was Ebonics. Yeah. Like Big L was literally like a lyricist, lyricist. Lyricist, You know bro. what I'm saying? So. Me, yeah. uh, like, I, you know, I'm trying to, Go piggyback off what you were saying, but like to me with Jay, Jay, I always make jokes like I'm Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, and I say that because you know Jay Z, Jehovah the God, you know his nickname and stuff like that. But it's more so of I witnessed his growth, uh-huh. I witnessed his come up, I witnessed his rise, I witnessed this guy who came from Brooklyn, who was a drug dealer, but became one of the wealthiest. Men. Made in America, facts. You know what I'm saying? Just off of his his intuition, his business acumen, his the way that he maneuvers himself. And I, I literally he kind of raised me also. Everybody knows that I'm one of Jay-Z's biggest fans. Even on the f- platform of we have the same last name, which is crazy. I used to tell people all the time that's my cousin. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever disrespect me, bro. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> my last name is Carter. He's my cousin. He's my cousin. Um, you just mad nobody has a last name Kate's. And it sounds too close to Cakes. Pause. It comes from the name My first Cakesbury pause. from Scott. Listen, bro, we don't need your history. Listen, but back to Hove. It's like, you know, reasonable doubt meant something for the streets, but again, it was underrated. And then Volume 1, you know, had a little bit. He was trying to get his more commercial success, but when Volume 2, Hard Knock Life came out, and Annie, the Annie sample, whoo, yeah. it's a hard knock. Like, and just the way he flowed and what he was talking about on the song is like, 
Yeah. This is Brooklyn. Even Kof up a lung, where I'm from, Marcy's son, ain't nothing nice. Yeah. All of that, he was he embodied what Brooklyn was about. He embodied the Brooklyn spirit. Just to let you know, majority of people down here was on my side. It's okay, but uh Who's Hove, on ether? Hove, Who's on ether? Like Hove, takeover was better. Illmatic, still Hold on, don't listen, but we're gonna have a killer killer debate. I'm on Nas Ether was a bunch of lies and a bunch of gossip. Take uh, takeover was facts, and then even on Super Ugly, me and the boy AI got more in common even, than just balling and rhyming. Get it? More in common. I can't your belly back seat, skeeted in your Jeep. Left. Come on, bro, stop it. Even the boy, what's what's Memphis Bleak? Memphis Bleak said on Drink Champs, he was like, "All right, okay, okay, all right, all right." What he said was bullshit, but the song was fire. Like, what you can pull it up. He said that shit. And listen, you made it a take it away from you the made it a hot line. I made it a hot like come on, bro. Stop it, bro. Yeah, bro. And you was on, getting plugged, and I know who I paid. God search listen, light publish. Come listen, on, bro. Stop it. I wasn't it, bro. even alive when these niggas was beefing. So it yes, you was. How, what year was this? 2001. That's when I wrote my first ever rap. Oh, 2001. It was trash too, but you know, I still I, I killed somebody on the mic now. Put yeah. them in the room with me. <laughs> Bodied them. But you know, like that, like even I told you when I ver- wrote my first rap was because I had to play like it was on the radio and I had a cassette tape and old school and I'm telling my age, but um we would put it in there and I would record the like oh Jay Z versus Nas beef they're going back and forth at it we gonna play their hits all day and I would literally record it and I'm sitting there like nah he can't be disrespecting Hov he can't be disrespecting Jay and I wrote my first rhyme. Remember just like the beginning part of it. So I'm not gonna repeat it. It's so garbage, but that's what sucked me in. Pause. Like that's what got me into it. To where it's like, whoa, I'm really in this culture now. Yeah. Like even where I battle rap, I told you I had a battle rap in the Bronx one time for battle this uh, organization really called King of the Ring. Yeah. Especially on the Smack DVDs. Yeah. At a certain time, we would go all the way into the back. <laughs> like we would fast forward all of the rappers rapping and everybody's little. Thing that they do in interviews, mm. just to go see Murder Mook battle, <laughs> party Artie, yeah. loaded Lux, yeah. go battle Jay Mills. Yeah. I had a foster brother who literally in his room every day he's playing Murder Mook versus Jay Mills, where we knew it at the time like word for word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So battle rap, but his battle's been way before that. Like yeah. there was Ice T and LL Cool J. Yeah, facts. Kumo D and LL Cool J's battling everybody, bro. Like, yeah. He bodied cannabis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That wasn't like, even fair. And it was crazy because cannabis was not even disrespecting. He said, Mr. Smith, I'll bar- uh, something like I'll borrow the tat from your arm because LL Cool J got a microphone tattoo. Yeah. It was like paying homage. Yeah. LL took it as disrespect and said, You don't want to borrow that. You want to idolize. Bro. You don't want to make me mad. You want to socialize. Something like that. And then he told cannabis to change his verse. Cannabis changes his verse. Mm. And LL never changed his. Uh, so now it's just like LL just dissing him on his own, bro. <laughs> bro, the crazy story about LL is when he got down, punched Jamie and shit. Oh, oh <laughs> not, on a out. set of Any knock, Given Sunday? Bro, LL was serious. Out. LL don't play, bro. LL's a different kind of guy, yeah, bro. That nigga knocked him But even out. to the facts of, you know, like when we was growing up uh, in high school, Cameron was really big. Dip said, like, I, I don't want to undervalue, bro, how that movement was for everybody. This man literally wore pink, and then everybody started wearing pink after that. Yeah. You know what might be one of the worst hip-hop songs ever? I just want you to be careful. I, I'm going to be totally honest. It better be you. No, I'm talking about like hip-hop. That's some other shit. That's, bro, that's be rap. careful, bro. Tread lightly. Mama said knock you out. <sighs> that's a classic. Are you kidding me? Bro. <laughs> Just How think about it, How dare you, bro? Just think about it, bro. How mama said knock you out. Uh, I'm going to knock you out. Uh, you crazy, bro. Get, yo, go sit down, bro. I'm sitting down. Go take a five-minute break, bro. Actually, I actually am sitting down. Go take a five-minute break, bro. bro. Just, I just want you to think. Just let, hold on, let it marinate. Let what marinate? Bro, that's it's trash song, bro. All right, check me out, man. White Tees and Tim is a podcast, y'all. We dedicate I don't even want this. you to say our intro after you just we said dedicate, Mama's to knock you out. It's we terrible. dedicate this episode to the late DMX. He died <coughs> 50 years young. Um, I know he dropped one of my favorite albums the year I was born in 1997. The Flesh is My Flesh and the Blood is My Blood. 
Um, I love how he talked from like Hold the, on. the I'm sorry, perspective. I'll cut you off real quick. Go ahead. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Trash. I'm rocking my peers, putting suckers in fear. Trash. Making tears rain down like a monsoon. Trash. Listen to the bass go boom. Explode. You crazy. Yo, bro, get ahead. Finish what you're saying, bro. Hear what you're saying, bro. Finish what you're saying, bro. You crazy. Don't ever disrespect LL. You mad? Yeah, bro. T- James Todd Smith, bro. It's different, bro. Put it on a t-shirt, bro. You'll be all right. He's the GOAT. Yeah, all right. Yeah, bro. I know I'm not taking anything from him. I'm saying that song, like he had. Think about all his other hits in that. That's one of the hits, bro. That should be xed out. Like I feel like it shouldn't even. be If a you would have said Headsprung, I would have been like, "I right, cool." They call me Big L. Yeah, nobody Big called S- you that, Big L. Yeah, then I would say, "I right, cool, bro." But you bugging. Mama said, "Knock you out." Finish you saying, "RP DMX." Bro. Yeah, RP DMX. YT and Sims, the podcast, y'all. Um. Yeah, man. Late DMX, gone too soon. Um, allegedly, it was a um. I don't even. It really was a, say it, that. Bro. It was. It was not allegedly, but the, the, no, I'm saying I don't even want to say what they say he what happened. You know what I mean? Like I know. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I because again, I don't even know if that who who found this out. The doctors came out and said that he died. Like I mean, he had drug overdose while he was in the hospital, and if he overdosed, wouldn't he have passed away at that time? Yeah, I mean, they can keep you alive, bro. Basically, yeah, but, but it's so I was trying to say that it was a um a lady who you know spoke on his death way before he was he was you know before he actually deceased, and she received a lot of backlash. For, what was her name again? Oh, uh, the comedian Lunel. Yeah, so she received a lot of backlash for that, and and I know how it feels to be in a position to lose somebody and somebody to say something premature. Right. Like, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she was like, "He's dead. He's out of here. He's a vegetable." And that and that hurt me because. For one, if you know the story of DMX, yeah, bro. If you know the story of this man, he is, even though a lot of the stuff that he's did, he went through. Of course, it was by choice, and he made choices in this life. But he went through a lot to bring him to bring him in to bring him where he is here today. You feel me? I mean, well, you know, R. P. But you know, yeah, but it's from. like you know, like. I, I connect with DMX on another level as well as like being a foster child. For and sometimes, sure. you know, he went through the system somewhat as well and lived with his grandmother. I live with my grandmother. And even that song that he made for his grandmother with Faith Evans, which my daughter name is Faith. And I listen to that song and I think about my great grandmother and my grandmother, um, Marilyn, that had passed away. Yeah. And he was a movie star for me too. But the song just touched me on a whole different level, bro. Yeah. I break down every time I hear, baby, it's going to be okay. She Amen. used to tell me that. And that's what my grandmother used to tell me. So yeah. it's like now to think about that song on a level of DMX is not here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or And even like, you know, you would put him, you would put up Party Up. Yeah. Oh, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Yeah. Uh, he was good for that. But X even I remember listening to... Being on FDR Drive in New York, going to my cousin's house FDR out there. FDR Drive? Yeah, FDR Drive. What does yeah. that stand for? Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president. Oh, okay. And you would go on there to go to like, to that's like the fastest way they say to Harlem, I guess. But mm-hmm. my family literally used to live right across the street from FDR Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would go there and like, I remember hearing repeatedly the Rough Riders anthem, just playing on, like people playing in their car the radio. It didn't come out at the time. It came out years ago. At, before that, but yeah. that's just how much his music still impacted people. Fact, you know what I'm saying. So sure. you definitely gonna be missed, dog. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. You know, uh, it's just tough, man. It's a tough, and I didn't want to be sad, but we're not gonna we're not gonna be sad because you you lived as a man with a faith, and uh, we just gonna celebrate you, dog. Yeah, for sure. And you lived a good life, bro. You have like six beautiful kids. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he got more than that, bro. He yeah. just said he got a lot of, yeah, kids, a lot of kids, bro. And it's like you know, but again, he lived, he lived, he lived a crazy, fast-paced life. But he had a good heart because he affected so many people. Yeah. And like I said, a man of faith. Every album had like a prayer on it. Yeah. And that's what we played in the beginning of the podcast is to let people know, like, you know, he is not suffering anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes sure. on this earth, that especially with addiction, is really tough for you suffering every day, whether you're trying to be clean and trying to be sober, and it's calling you. Or yeah. you going through that and you using and abusing because something has affected you to make you feel like you need to get away from reality. For sure. You for know? sure. 
And I hate I hate that his family, you know, has to go through this right now. But like you said, you know, the suffering is done. You know, whatever internal conflict that he was having, you know, it has been relieved. You know, um, I always look at things like this in a positive aspect. I don't ever try to, you know, be like, oh, whatever, whatever, yada, yada, ease, you know. Just try to keep it, just try to keep it respectful, respectful. <laughs> yeah. He did. But um, let's talk about, let's try to lighten the mood up a little bit. Uh, Paul Pierce. Fuck him. What? He's, bro, he shitted. But he had to go take a shit. He leaves a, what was it, game bro, but six that's not game what we're talking seven? about right now. Yeah, but you're a dickhead. Are you a Boston Celtics fan? I was. You're a fan of almost every team at this point, bro. Bro, I'm. We have you on record for the Lakers. Yeah. We have you on record for the I'm Spurs. A, a, yeah. We have you on record for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. We have you on record now for Boston. I can't root for these teams, bro. Bro, the right, Big bro. Five was my shit. Bro, it's Ray Allen, more teams in the league. Rondo, bro. Kevin Garnett, Big Baby, all them dudes. I have a cousin that actually look like Paul Pierce. Shout out to Sean McFly, Sharif. I'm going to show you a picture of him. And that's his favorite player. It was his favorite player before they came there. Yeah. Before KG and them was there. Yeah. He, he always was like a big time yeah. like Boston Celtics fan. All right. Let's get the facts straight. All right. Okay. I was a Lakers fan. Okay. How, so how do you like jump. the Boston Celtics? Listen, bro. You don't make sense. Can I break down the timeline? My city and my state doesn't have a lot of culture with pro basketball. You have the Bobcats. Yeah, <laughs> at best. Shout out to Gerald and that, and that fucking organization is trash. Okay, yeah, all right. Michael Jordan is your owner. Oh, Michael Jordan. What the fuck? Y'all the do? only team with the automatic Jordan logo on your jersey. Nobody cares about that. When you're not winning games, and, you, tra- and you let your you let your best fucking player in franchise history go, Kimba, Cardi. Oh, whoa, 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 in franchise history though, bro. For in the late in, in the two thousands, yes. All right, but nobody's you said the franchise the, history. You bro, nobody's that. talking to, bro. Nobody's talking about anybody in the 90s. Grandmama. Yeah, nobody's talking about them dudes, bro. Baron Davis played for them, too. That's cool. That's Chris cool. Chris Paul. Long term. Chris Paul played for the uh, New Orleans Hornets. He didn't play for Charlotte. Still your franchise history. Anyways, so I was a... Lakers fan first, okay? Always been a Lakers fan because I love Kobe. You feel me? All right? Let's so get, since that the fact. first team that you ever loved was Lakers. Was the Lakers. Okay. Kobe. Okay. Well, Shaq, was, Shaq was on there too. Shaq was the whole fan. spiel. Okay. The whole spiel. But we talking about, I didn't start becoming a fan until after Shaq left. So I came on, Shaq and Kobe was like the talk, but Shaq was just left. I can see that he was about six years old. Yeah, so I can I, see that. yeah, that's when I started becoming a fan. All right, all right. Then we had the Spurs. Okay, Spurs. Though that '07 run when they swept Braun and them like that. You feel me? The whole Spurs team, Mono Ginobili. You hear me talking about them all the time. Okay. You feel me? Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Pop. You feel me? They hold they hold squad. Loved them. Uh, even that year when um, I remember McGrady played for them. That's the year they lost, <laughs> but anyways, okay. they had lost the in the, in the tournament. I mean, the playoffs. But anyways, and then so these are already set though. These my likings of these teams did not set, bro. Look at me in the eyes. Did not set. All right. Then Kimba came in. Kimba hot from UConn. You digging what I'm saying? Like the Hornets was always there. You feel me? Like I knew. You dig what I'm saying? But I was never like a fan fan. I always liked the colorways and stuff of their jersey. But who's the pop? Who's, I didn't like the Bobcats, bro. You got to understand, for a good majority of my life, we were the Bobcats. <laughs> you got to understand that, too. <laughs> so I didn't like the fuck. I didn't, I didn't fuck with the Bobcats. When they got back, they didn't get the Hornets back until like four or five years ago. Okay. Well, now, let me let me give y'all, because uh, you're a bandwagoner. I just realized that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to let you know that, bro. You jump from team to team just now. That's what you said. No, so, I always like the always like the Lake. Listen, bro, I always like the Lakers, bro. Keep that as the base. You like the Lakers when they had Carmelo. But I like, I like, I like, I still like, I still watch the Spurs. I still follow the Hornets. You feel me? I follow the Celtics. I follow these teams. But my favorite team is the Lakers. So bro. you was a Laker fan when they had Kwame Brown and yeah, Smith Parker. Yes. Okay. So let me let y'all know. I've been. I was born April fifth, nineteen eighty eight. Right, 
I've been a Nick fan. Happy belated birthday, y'all. Tell my man happy belated birthday. Thank you. I appreciate you. I've been a Nick fan. I, I was born April 5th, 1988. There we go. I was. I was a Nick fan Nick since fan. April fifth, nineteen eighty eight. Listen, bro, I've been a Nick fan since I was born, bro. I'm not gonna hold you like you know. I told you, bro. Listen, ups, downs, twists and turns, arounds. I'm a Nick fan, bro. This is my Patrick Ewing year. John Starks is a god. The to Knicks me. haven't been good since you were twelve. Watch your mouth, bro. <laughs> Think about because it. when it. when I was twelve, that's the first time I really cried. No, it was 1999, matter of fact, when we lost to, uh, to the San Antonio in the finals. And it was also, uh, it was a shortened year. It was a lockout year. And I remember sitting there crying, bro, because I can't even talk about it right now. It's yeah. messing with me, bro. Yeah. But listen, I'm a Nick fan, bro. Always going to be a Nick fan. If we good, if we 0-82, if we 82-0, I'm a Nick fan. Like I said, it's my Patrick Ewing exactly. year. It's different. I wore Patrick Ewing sneakers, bro. Exactly. I remember hearing about... My my step grandfather Leroy used to go to the Knicks games and be like, "You be baby, you be baby." That's to the coach. He be Brown. Mm-hmm. I remember John Starks. I remember Derek Harper. Mm-hmm. I remember our team. Hold on, matter. Hold on, let's. So we talking about basketball, right? Because we about to get back into poor Pierce. What about y'all uh, new UNC coach, Mr. Uh, Tar Hill? That nigga said some crazy shit. Let me tell you what he said, <laughs> It y'all. wasn't Coach K from, the, y'all heard it from us, Listen, <laughs> from the Dukes. White Tees and Tim's the podcast. White Tees and Tim's the podcast, y'all. This, he was like, I love being black. My black, my kids are black. I mean, no, no, what'd he say? I love being black. I'm a black coach. He started throwing about all these black statistical facts at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, about black people being coaches. He's the fourth one ever in their sports history ever. He's the fourth one to be a head coach. All right, just to throw that out there. All right? He talked about all this. He loved being black. And he says, but my wife is also white. He said he likes that. He appreciates that his wife is white or something like that. He said, but I appreciate that my wife is white and our kids are a great mixture of both. Nigga, Couldn't be a dookie. Bro, listen, check this out. Nigga, don't big up black people and then throw out some... Nobody cares if you have a lot of kids. Nobody cares about your white wife. This is your time as a black man. Couldn't be a dookie. Bro. Listen, Coach bro. K's Jewish. You think right? nobody's going to fuck whoa, with him? Whoa, nobody's going to fuck whoa, with him. No, whoa, I'm saying nobody's going to fuck with whoa, him. Whoa, whoa, Nobody's going to fuck with him. That's whoa, what I'm telling bro. you. Coach K is a legend. No, he's a legend. Nobody's going to fuck with him. He would have never said nothing like that. Huh? He would have never said nothing like that. What? Even that, I'm, his I'm, wife I'm, is white, and he doesn't say no. I mean, he's happy his wife is white. No, he would have said some shit like, I'm a Jew, but my kid, but my wife Whoa, whoa, whoa listen. White. Yeah, so back to Paul Pierce real quick, bro. Um, I don't know if he should have been fired. I mean, I knew it was going to happen because ESPN is owned by Disney. Can't do that with the Disney product. So he messed up with that. But it was a game. It was he playing poker. He's hanging out with his people. I mean, he wasn't affecting anything on the telecast, really. Why fire him? That's my opinion. Yeah. It's the image. Yeah. But again, it's like, you know, come on. So Disney been had wild images for years. Yeah. Now y'all trying to clean it up now. You know what I mean? They're trying to clean a lot of stuff up though. And he was smoking weed. I'm I don't smoke weed, but it's legal now. Yeah, but they they trying to clear a lot of stuff up. Just like with like just examples like Aunt Jemima and and, and Dr. Seuss. Well, if you ever saw the picture of Aunt Jemima with her feet uh handcuffed. So oh, the shit. Uh, handcuffed to like a table when they was doing like an ad or something like that. No, I never seen that. Yeah, bro. So I wasn't I wasn't mad at it, but then it, the name of it that they picked is so trash. <laughs> like Maine's Cabin Log or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, bro. It's like Stupid like Le- Linden Mills or something. That's some weirdness, bro. But again, you know, I think they I think some things need to be changed. <laughs> but like we can't take everything serious. Yeah. You know? But hip-hop as a whole, man, hip-hop as a whole, I feel like music is life. Everything everything that life is, you know, what it is now is revolved somewhere around music or music production or some type of entertainment. You feel me? And, you know, I'm glad that we have hip-hop as a culture. That's crazy, y'all. She is shackled. I'm showing him the picture of with, the lady shackled. She's smiling, shackled with pancakes in her hand. This is crazy. Yeah. That's that's the picture I'm showing the Mama thing, but uh, ain't your mama. Yeah, back to hip hop, man. Hip hop, uh, like we said, shaped our life. Hip hop, uh, we are hip hop. This is a hip hop podcast, low key. Facts, not even low key, high key, because we're both. And Tim's. Yeah, 
this is from hip hop culture. Yup, you know, yup, in my white tee, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We got our name from hip hop. We connected Facts. through hip hop. Hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I remember so. the first time we ever met, bro. And I asked, I was like, um, "Who's your favorite artist?" I remember you telling me that, and you told me Jay Z was your cousin. I said, "Fuck out of here." And then I <laughs> proved you wrong. <laughs> you get my fucking nerves, bro. Why you <laughs> listen, bro? That's my cousin. Just because you look like Quavo don't mean nothing, bro. That's that you, stereotypical. You're the, you're the fifth Migo. That's stereotypical. Even bro. though it's three of them, I take a lot of offense to that. Listen, bro, you got locks. That's, you that, look that's like crazy. Now all, I'm in the box. don't all don't all three of them got locks. Now I'm in the box though. Yes, you are in the box. I can't Pause. be myself. Yes, that's crazy. You look now like you say Versace, Versace, Versace. White tees and Tim's, y'all. Where we judge people, we judge people on set, bro. It's Listen, crazy. bro. <laughs> the set is my. Hold crib. on, even Beyonce you know said she liked them boys up top from the BK. You know how to get that money three ways. And Lil Wayne was on that song, right? With the deep waves, weird, yeah. Right? Him and um, him and uh, Ti Soldier. Yeah, both mixed from the south. Yeah, but Jay wasn't come on. Jay don't. Yeah, Jay did. We need to talk. We need to talk about and Master that, it was P. Low key. We need to talk about Master P. Listen, bro, Master Hip-hop P is a legend, legend bro. Hip hop legend. Hip hop legend, bro. Even he he took things to even an elevated level with yeah. Bout It, Bout It, the movie, the song yeah. had an album. What was it? Every week. And it's crazy because his music. He listens to his music. It's not even like it's not lyrical. It's not lyrical. It's at not all. lyrical at all. But you can't understand again, what you're saying we wouldn't have, without Master P. We wouldn't have even mystical. Mystical had a run at that time. Yeah, with him and Juvie. Shake your face. Him and Juvie. Yeah, but Juvie was all cash money. But it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been maybe a cash money if there wasn't a Master P. That's a fact, though. And he did it independently. Shout out the rap snacks. Yeah, Silk the Shocker. All all of that. Silk the Shocker is like not a good rapper, bro. He's not, but he was there. Yeah, and Free C Murder, but Silk the Shocker had his flow was crazy. It was though. It was always offbeat. You ever saw the movie of Hot Boys? He cannot act. (laughs) <laughs> Legendary movie, but his acting was terrible. Like you, could, like he was reading the script like at the same time he was doing. Yeah, it. I think I think Master P is the South's Jay Z. Not to compare anybody, being like you know, because there's a lot of people that's a pioneers for their. For yeah, and I don't think I don't like even that. think Master P would like that because he don't like to be compared. He's like, yo, I'm Master yeah. P of Master P, P but yeah. even like Little Romeo, even what you've seen how his son had he helped elevate his career and then took him and made him do the same thing he was doing as far as like movies, acting, and stuff like that. But they compared and, to Bow Wow like off oh, rip, it's crazy. Yeah, but you know Bow Wow did have more. But the thing is, all right, so it's unfair. Yeah, to compare him to Bow Wow, wow. because Master P, even if he was writing his rhymes for yeah. Little Romeo, Master P wasn't a lyricist. Jermaine Dupri was writing hits for Usher. Yeah, Criss Cross, Mariah Carey. Yeah. He had a real writer behind him. That's a fact. And he had Snoop, Bow Wow, Bow Wow, because yeah. he first started out with Snoop at first, then he went to go with Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, that's true. So it's a little unfair to compare them musically. And then, you know, T.I. wrote some stuff for Bow Wow, too. I know that. That song, uh, Let's Get Down. I know it's really nice to meet you, ma. You never heard that? Yeah. Yeah, T.I. Yeah, yeah. wrote that. But this is a funny story. So they said that Bow Wow was so used to everybody doing stuff for him. Yeah. So he told, uh, he told when they was writing or whatever, and he told uh, T.I., yo, go get me a soda. And T.I. said, who you talking to? And this is not big T.I. It's not T.I. that we know now today. Yeah, yeah. So it's like early T.I. And T.I. was like, who you talking to? He's like, nah, um, go give me a soda. Like, why are you still here? T.I. said, yo, listen here, little boy. I will beat your behind. You ain't playing with me like that. So you know what I mean? It's just like, like even from the young artists to the older artists, Jay-Z, Nas, just won a Grammy, still doing it. R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. We can't even do this without saying R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying up and coming guy free. I'm, I'm well, not even free no more. They're home. Bobby Smurda and Rowdy yeah. from my city. Even with your city, with the major, you know, people make fun of it. But Petey Pablo really had a run too. Yeah, he was on goodies. Yeah, body did. Uh, shout out to Knife Wonder. You know what I'm saying? Pioneer a lot of shit. Rhapsody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? J Cole and all these people are top Rock Nation. It's crazy, right? So who's who's in charge of Top Rock Nation? Um, oh, Hover the God. I'm Jehovah's Witness, like I told you, bro. Like this man has just kept doing it. You know what I mean? Rihanna, title and stuff yeah, like that, and just right. I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, Hove. Yeah, that's a fact though. Shout, so, out, shout out to Cole though. Shout out to Cole. Cole, I think Cole and the baby really solidified North Carolina. Oh, the baby is killing it for North Carolina yeah, right now. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of rappers from North Carolina though that you know didn't you know had a had a run but never really made it too big. You know what I mean? It's a lot of 
Durham is crazy because Durham, Raleigh, Chapel Hill, y'all is full of culture and full of like creative people who are here making music and pushing it every every day. But it's you know what I mean it's like you really got to be out here and see it. Like you know all the the open yeah. mics and everything that goes on around here, bro. Like. It's really dope. And that's the thing, too, even about my culture. Like, a lot of guys I grew up with, or even the guys that I work with through just things, is like, I have a homeboy named Cool Dayla who uh, battle rap, but his music is fire. He got a song, uh, I, if I call her her, fire. My homeboy Clay Steez, fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy Riot, Steven Arroyo, fire. Yeah. Like, so it's hip hop to me is how can it die? Can't. When we just talked about your city and my city, and I know you know artists, mm. like, you know, some of your homies, say, shout some of them out. Oh, uh, my homie uh, Broski, my homie Johnny P. You know what I'm saying? Like, their music is still fire, and it's like, yeah. how can the culture of hip-hop die? How yes. can rap die yeah, my if homie there's Saint. so many people in it that keeps bringing it every day? Yeah. You know, either you gotta, they used to say at one point, the only way you can make it out the hood is if you sell crack rock or got a wicked jump shot. Yeah. Now his music has made more millionaires than probably anything else. Right. Shout out to Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it's like I love the music. I love the history. And to me, when the people say, what culture do we have as black people in America? We talked about that. Hip hop, bro. I, we, I, when I said that. I don't know if you said that, That's but crazy. I said it just you now. So it's fine. So they didn't hear you say it. They heard me say it unless they heard the other episodes. And if you didn't hear the other episodes, White Tees and Tim's the podcast on YouTube, on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you like the way I did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Spotify. And you can always go check out the other episodes that we have. Episode one, two, three, and four, and five. <laughs> uh, and also the whole set. on YouTube. Fuck it. We got a whole playlist that you could run through and you could just go through everything right. and listen to everything. Check out our Instagram, y'all. I'm going to start making little snippets and clips of our videos. Start putting up there. You see Facts. I started that. Doing was that. dope. Yeah, yeah, I seen you promoting earlier uh, today, I'm too, I'm going to start bro. doing little things like that. Um, Y'all check us out. Uncle and, Kent, and check this out. Hold on. I'm sorry, bro. Before you cut it off, the video will be coming soon. We had some, you know, situations where we're trying to get things together. Bro. <clears throat> but the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the videos will be coming soon. We will do videos to add on to the audio experience. We're doing big things. We're still listen, guys. We're still working the kinks out, getting everything together, and we appreciate y'all just taking this journey with us for sure. So much love. Go ahead, bro. Now nah, we out of here, nigga. One.